0: Classic 80s metal.
1: Symphonic death metal opera.
0: But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath.
1: Many of our listeners weren't even born then.
0: Back for time, it was very progressive.
1: I can see there are thrash elements.
0: You are a metal paradox.
1: A stunning vision of death metal.
0: I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic and gawks.
1: Florenton will surpass Halpert as the iconic heavy metal singer.
2: You're listening to The Great
1: Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome back to The Great Metal Debate Podcast, episode 47. Coming to you from our studios in western Kentucky, I'm your host, Robert, a.k.a. Gomb Dog Metallicus. And as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Brian, a.k.a. The Nostalgia Metal Guy.
0: Like, we're from our studios in Western Kentucky. Like, we got shit soundboards in front of us. Yeah, that, that, that's what we're doing. <laughs> if you count the living room as a studio, man, I'm sitting in Molly's chair. that are the all-patented great Molly's chair. So it's very important what we're doing here.
1: It's critically important, man. What we are doing
0: is life and death. Molding and shaping the young minds of America and Europe. And the Ukraine. I understand the Ukraine are some heavy metal motherfuckers, man. Man, all of Europe is metal. Yeah, they. they I, I'll give them that, man. They are some metal suckers, that's for sure. Well, dude,
1: I just came back from a metal show uh, a few weekends back.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, and it sounded like you had a great time, man, so tell me about it.
1: Man, it was a great time. Went to Atlanta. I haven't been to Atlanta for a metal show since 1991 back then i went to see iron maiden
0: excellent man who did you see this time
1: Man, this time around it was the classic metal band from canada anvil one of your favorites i know
0: oh yes
1: as well as up and coming true meddlers night demon as well as my favorite american
0: symphonic meddlers grave shadow Oh man, Night Demon, I love this band, man. Tell uh you got any good stories about the concert, man? Man, it was a
1: really good concert. Now, it's been a long time since I've been to Atlanta and I went to see the show at the Masquerade, which apparently has moved from the Masquerade's <laughs> old location. Yeah. It had relocated in recent months to underground Atlanta. Oh. Not the nicest part of
0: Atlanta. It is, it is not the nicest part of Atlanta. Yeah, you take your life in your own hands and go down there, man.
1: Absolutely,
0: man. And I'd set up a couple of interviews,
1: but as is often the case, when I got to the venue, I had multiple texts from those band members and yeah. tour managers saying, hey, we're running behind, we're not there yet. So I actually beat both Night Demon and Grave Shadow to the venue. So... I was there early. I just went on in, man, and Anvil was already there. They were setting up, oh. and they were preparing to do their sound check. Sweet. Did you get to sit in? I did, man. <laughs> nice. They started their sound check. Then I went back, interviewed Jarvis Leatherby from Night Demon. Uh-huh. Came back out. Anvil was still working on their sound check. <laughs> Met Heather Michelle from Graveshadow, went backstage, recorded an interview with her, came back out they were still working on their sound check when i came back out those guys whatever you'll say about them they work their asses off to be prepared and if the sound isn't right it's not because they didn't put the time in that evening before the show
0: no doubt dude the three chord song metal on metal takes forever to get right dude i love that song
1: it's funny you say that. But I heard them play like five different songs as part of that sound check, and of course that was not one of them.
0: Oh, dude, tell me they played that in concert.
1: I mean, reluctantly, yes. No, they played nice. that. That was that was yeah. one of the songs that they played, but they played a lot of other ones, man. This is thirteen. Yeah. They played a number of the classics.
0: Did, did they play Mothra? Of course they played Mothra, man. Hell yes, man! I love that song. Their album. The Metal on Metal album was one of the quintessential albums of the 80s for true metal fans. Not the bullshit uh, pop metal, you know, like Warrant, but like the real metal fans, their Metal on Metal album was the shit. It was the album to listen to.
1: Yeah, I won't go that far. I, I would just say this, that regardless of what you think about the quality of their music, and I think it's okay those guys have certainly honed their stagecraft, and they know how to put on a good show so even if you like me aren't the biggest fan of their style of metal you will appreciate seeing Anvil live because they know how to put on a show
0: oh dude their their rockumentary their metalumentary of Anvil the story of Anvil Uh, it's inspiring man they love what they do and they put great amounts of effort and time into it still to this day. I mean, they are they are the the elemental metal band. When you look up metal on the periodic table, anvil's what you're going to find.
1: Yeah, no. I don't think I would not agree with that. They were
0: no, they you, were no. okay. I mean, I was
1: I was glad <laughs> I got to see them. Kind of check that off as generic quotes classic metal band. You know, I I enjoyed their show. Some of it just made me laugh, not in a good way. But I don't think someone would walk away feeling like they didn't get their money's worth. But I don't see anyone being blown away by Anvil. Oh, their performance was amazing.
0: Oh, man. Fuck you. You can't tell me that, you know, just because they didn't have a girl dressed in leather singing goth music doesn't mean that they're not metal. They are what is metal. Their entire attitude and altitude of playing is exactly where you need to be if you're in the metal genre.
1: I guess if you're some burnout from the 1980s, that Mm -hmm. might make sense. But otherwise, I think you just look at it as kind of a a curiosity. Uh, Like if you ran across a dodo bird that was still alive. Something that's not relevant for today, but but just kind of interesting in a historical sense.
0: Without Anvil, there wouldn't be bands like, uh, what's this band you're going to see? Leaves Eyes or Jane's Eyes or whatever the fuck you're going to see, man. There would not be bands like that if there weren't bands like Anvil that set the stage, that were the precursors of all things metal, dude. But let me tell you about the good bands I saw. Oh, shit. God! You don't deserve to go to those shows, man. You really don't. You need to hand in your metal ticket and just pick up your goth emo card.
1: Night Demon, man. Jarvis Leatherby, I tell you what, he is a trip. These guys, they're probably just like late 20s, early 30s, but they adore the classic metal sound. You would love seeing Night Demon.
0: Oh, I like Night Demon. Their music is excellent.
1: And here's what I would say, and I actually did say when I interviewed Jarvis Leatherby, and you can catch my interview with him already up on SoundCloud and YouTube, but what I told them was, what you guys do is sounds like a modern metal band playing in the classic style. A band from the 80s couldn't play what they're playing because they haven't been through the 90s and the 2000s and the modern decade. These guys are able to play at a high level because they have listened to all that music and they know what
0: in the 80s was
1: good music and what was trash.
0: They know how to play metal, man. That's one of the things that they do. They have taken what was metal from the 80s and brought it into the 2010s and they're applying everything they've learned from now until then. Unlike you, they're not ruling out the shit that started them off, they're not ruling out the shit that they liked when they first started. They take it into consideration and apply it to their craft.
1: Right. They've looked through and they've weeded out the bad stuff, and they've kept the kernel of good music and expanded on that. I totally agree.
0: Well, at th- this point, we can agree, man.
1: And then the band that really blew me away was Grave Shadow. And We already have my interview with Heather Michelle from Grave Shadow up. What these guys do, I turned after that set, Grave Shadow set, the guy standing next to me, I pointed up on the stage and I said, this is what we need more of. We need less generic deathcore bands out of hometown America, and we need more bands like Grave Shadow, more bands that bend their knee to the European sound. Grave Shadow is exactly what we need. And they blew me away with their set. When the guys from Grave Shadow first got there, I got to talk for a minute with Aaron Rorbschitz from Grave Shadow. He's their touring guitarist. He's also a member of Crep Hustle. Got to talk with him about that amazing symphonic melodic death metal band from California. Super cool guy. Got to talk with William Walker, Ben, their bassist. Heather Michelle. She's one of the most outstanding vocalists I've ever seen. Her ability to transition between harsh and clean vocals. These guys are stars and metal fans, you need to get on early with this band because they are going places.
0: Dude, Grave Shadow is one of the few uh, sort of symphonic neo-metal bands that I can actually get into, man. You are right. The vocals are an incredible mix, uh, and and they just do their craft extremely well. I appreciate that kind of talent, and when you can put that kind of talent uh, into a song that I can keep up with and keeps my attention, I mean, you know how easily it is to distract me. And so, when you can keep my attention with a song, uh, with a style of music that I'm not totally interested in, you've done something. So, I would definitely recommend that, that folks go check out Grave Shadow.
1: Well, Brian, let's start off the metal in this episode with a track by Hellbent, the local opener on the show I saw in Atlanta. Off their latest album, The American Demise, this is Infinite. Mm-hmm. was atlanta thrashing death metal minions hellbent with the song infinite from their album the american demise
0: oh dude i'm hellbent for this band that's for damn sure man i love this album this was a a band that you told me about and then i actually went and listened to the song and then the album is just kick ass i really like it
1: so i'm standing there between sets at the masquerade and this dude comes up to me and again i'd already been backstage a couple of times my interviews with Jarvis Leatherby of Night Demon and Heather Michelle of Grave Shadow. And this guy came and I didn't recognize him and he was just like, Do you have a minute? Uh let's let's go talk. I thought he was somebody from the venue who like had a problem with me getting there early, taking photos. Yeah. So yeah. I was I was kind of prepared what? to go off on him.
0: You were gonna you were in a fist fight and he ended up you thought he was gonna hit on you, didn't you? You're an attractive man, Gonfog. Don't think I haven't noticed. That wasn't what I was getting
1: from him, but you know, maybe I'm just not as attuned to that as you are.
0: You could have gotten laid that night if you'd have been paying more attention, but okay. And much like your
1: last trip to Atlanta, I'd have to go to the clinic <laughs> afterward. <laughs> so I go backstage with this guy, and he says, Hey, man, I'm the manager for Hellbent. And he pulls out all of Hellbent's albums. He's like, I want you to have these. And listen to sweet. And I'm like, dude, you don't have to do that, man. That's you know. Yes, you
0: do, man. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it was very, very cool. So I had a conversation with another guy in the crowd, Brian, between sets, and just talking about the metal bands on the bill that evening and just his take on things and his very America-centric view of metal. What What do you mean? Well, just his unfamiliarity with bands like Graveshed. I mean, he, he wasn't familiar with symphonic metal, Thank God. Camelot. He wasn't familiar with bands from the Gothenburg region of Sweden. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Thank God.
1: What he was familiar with, though, was Nirvana. He's like, well, you know that Nirvana album. I'm like, I don't know that Nirvana
0: album. Okay, I can't fault you for that part of it.
1: And his re- rejoinder to me was, dude, you've got to be more open-minded. <laughs> and I said to him, I said to him, that is ludicrous. He's not making
0: the compelling argument he thinks he is.
1: I'm a metal fan. I'm not generally a music Are fan. I'm a
0: metal uh, fan. You're not a metal fan, man. You're a trend fan. I'm a metal fan. You're a and so I listen fan.
1: I listen to heavy metal bands. You
0: listen to whatever's popular in Europe.
1: Every day I get in my email inbox promos for new metal bands.
0: Dude, you, you can get a big deal no for me to ever oh, waste
1: time God. listening to rock bands like Nirvana
0: or old school rhythm and blues bands like Chuck Berry. Okay, you need to have some respect when you start saying shit like that because if there wasn't a Chuck Berry, there would not be a Nightwish. And you know it, dude. The European metal that you love so much does not happen. If Chuck Berry doesn't duck walk with his blue scale pentatonic rock and roll from the 1950s and 60s.
1: I totally disagree with that because, like, Nightwish, when they started, they were basically an acoustic folk band. They might not be around if it weren't for earlier European folk music, but American rock and roll, rhythm, and blues they would just be just fine without that having ever existed.
0: Oh, God, you're so... I can't believe you're this naive when it comes to heavy metal. If you didn't have influences, this band influencing, this band which influences, this band which influences, this band, there is no progression to the, quote, heavy metal. And I'm using quotes very loosely there. There is no, quote, heavy metal that you listen to, if not for bands like... Chuck Berry's Rock and Roll All-Star Extravaganza. Brian, I remember back, it's been a year
1: and a half ago now, when I saw Elvete perform. Oh, my God. That amazing folk metal band.
0: You should have stopped at folk band right there. You know what, they may be metal, but, man, they're more folk than metal, I think. And they talked
1: from the stage about how the style of music they were playing has been performed for thousands of years. So, screw rock and roll oh, from God. the 1940s, 50s, 60s, That a mere few decades old. The metal bands I listen to are pulling from influences that are millennia old. Oh,
0: my God. They're, they're from the Celts. They're like Spinal Tap dancing around Stonehenge with a bunch of leprechauns, praying to God that somehow somebody's going to call it metal someday. And that's just not the case, man. Only the obscure few who have a very, very specific, very, very fucked up definition of metal can come up with something like you just said right there.
1: I would call those obscure few metal fans. Oh my
0: god. Oh my god. You're so fucking exclusive. It's ridiculous. And you exclude so much good music. I don't know how you can call yourself a fan of metal. You are a... You're a metal snob, dude, and I have no doubt that very soon you will not be a fan of bands that you're a fan of today because you don't know what metal is. You know what European popular shit is. Let's take another break for
1: some music. We've got our friends from Catechist back for another song from their EP and debut album Fallen. Here is Safe Word.
2: Take your punishment. Beautiful. Strengths to start not stopping, there. gonna give you what you need Cause this is my dungeon, here you come
0: But I'm just going to tell you that I have been converted And I am now a twisted, dirty girl After listening to Safe Word Oh my gosh, I really like this band They're inventive, they're intelligent They're not afraid to take a chance And uh, if you have not heard Fallen, uh, their 2016 album from Catechus, You need to check it out Because it is an amazing, amazing piece of music So Brian, we have a
1: number of friends from in the louisville metal community including the folks in catechus recently there was a shooting at a concert in louisville at the faulkner gallery there a venue i've not been to now it wasn't a metal show but i'll admit i at times do think about the safety of fans and bands at concerts and just kind of wanted to throw that out like what your thoughts are about that should fans be concerned about their safety when they go to shows?
0: Hell yes, they should, man. These people are fucking crazy, man. But but you know what, man? That's part of the thrill. It's the danger of it. The It's the element of attitude that's metal that makes it worth going and, and, and being part of those shows, man. I actually love the folks at those crowds. I, I actually have never run into anything um, untoward or violent, although I do know that the potential is there. Some more than others. Like, I remember at the Super Joint Ritual show, you look around, and there are a lot of bald-headed white dudes there with iron crosses tattooed on their heads. And you're thinking, I'm not sure I fit with this crowd, but I sure do love the music.
1: I'm pretty sure if that's the description of the crowd, I would not like the music at a show like
0: that. <laughs> oh, man, Super Joint Ritual is fucking awesome, and you know it.
1: Brian, you seem fairly cavalier about... <laughs> fan safety i mean i'll be honest like i have some concerns when i come into a venue and they don't do a fairly good check i mean i i want security there to be checking for weapons
0: dude some things are worth a butt whooping man like i said the metal is dangerous every now and then dude if not then you might not be at the right show. I mean, you could go to a Justin Bieber show if you wanted to. You could go to an El Vete show where everybody gets their pockets checked, you know, and everybody's like, really cool. We're just here to hear the hurdy-gurdy. They can all suck it, man, because metal is dangerous. And if you're not willing to be part of that, go home. Go to bed at 9 o'clock. You know, you can get that safety at other concerts. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, we've got one more metal song to play for this episode. Here we have the title track from the album Ritual of Nine by melodic death metalers Ritual of Odds. Greece that was Ritual of Odds check out this album Ritual of Nine as well as their previous releases God is an Atheist and Underverse
0: so you know man this band you know uh, Ritual of Odds they're very melodic death metal man they fit the genre perfectly
1: (laughs) Brian that's an excellent point one I hadn't really thought about good point
0: (laughs) you know I'm good when it comes to analyzing things man
1: Man, I have problems categorizing music, but Not me. I always look to yes. you. If if I have if I have a problem Not me. finding how to pigeonhole metal, I know I can always it, call my friend Brian and he will shine the light the of the The dudes
0: at the Metallica Encyclopedia, they call me when they want to know where to put something, man. I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> I know, man. I, I often want to tell you where to put they, something. And they all, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, well, shove that up your herdy dirty penis dude
1: well that's all for this time but we'll be back soon with another metal debate in the meantime get caught up on all the great metal debate content our debate episodes artist interviews and fancasts on soundcloud.com and youtube and if you have a topic you'd like us to debate or a band you'd like to hear us interview let us know by tweeting us at metal debate 80's metal rules Until the next time, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day.